What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Just give me a beat. Uh, I want to start out this episode and say I have just released two songs. Go check them out. Um, I have spent months on months on these songs, writing them, making the beats, producing them the lyrics, all the stuff, man. And so it just makes me so excited that you guys are finally able to go listen to them. So please go check them out. Um, The title of the EP, I guess you would call it, it's only two songs, but I'll call it an EP, is uh, Before the Trumpet Sounds. So if you will go check it out now, uh, you can definitely go and let me know what you think. I've put a lot of time into these songs, so I'm so excited for you to be able to go and listen to them. Um, I I just want to say I appreciate uh, that that a lot of you do go and listen to them. Um, I'm able to kind of see what uh, the amount of listens I get week by week, and um, I was in a conversation with my mom, and um, it was during a week that I had, you know... Um, it's been a, it had been a long time. I mean, before this, it's been a long time since I've released any music, but I don't really do very much advertising. I just, I don't, I don't do a lot of that stuff. Um, for the reason being that, um, I want, I want the following or whatever it is that I'm going for to be very organic. I don't want to have to push or force anything. And so I don't do a whole lot of that. And so um, uh, there was a week I was looking at my my listeners and there was like there was like 12 that week and um, <laughs> 12 listens. And I was like, I was, I was talking to my mom. I was like, man, this is awesome. Like I got 12 listens on a week that I don't even, I didn't do any advertising. I didn't do, I didn't do anything. I didn't push for anything. And, and I'm just, I was like, man, I'm just glad anybody listens to my music at all. And so like, it's really encouraging the, the, uh, the, when I drop something new, the, the people that, that, that listen and that type of stuff. So, um, it makes me really, really excited, but my role model in, in all of this is, um, has to be my grandma. And I know I, ha- I had talked about this in an episode before, uh, but she she brought our family together and made like a bluegrass, a Christian bluegrass group. And, um, and it was just so fun. And the motive behind it was just, Hey, let's share the gospel to as many people as we can with this music. And, um, there really wasn't much more to it. Uh, we went to, uh, we went to nursing homes, we went to schools, we went to bars, we went to all sorts of different places and we played our music and people were exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ because of it. And, uh, man, so my role model is my grandma because man, if I can do, uh, half of what she did, uh, and just maintain, maintain that original motive of man, let's, let's get the gospel out, uh, in the best way that we can. Um, that's, that's what I, that's the kind of stuff I want to do. And um, I was reading in the Gospel of Matthew this morning uh, when Jesus was sending out his disciples. And he said, I have given you all the power necessary to do all the all the ministry that you need to do. You can cast out demons, you can heal the sick. Um, but then he also said, freely you have received, 
so freely give. And that's what I saw so uh, prevalent in my grandma. Uh, she, she, our family was given great uh, musical gifts. And so uh, they gave it freely. And I want to do that with uh, my music, with my podcast, with things like that. Um, so, and that, that kind of brings me to the topic of, uh, today's episode, and it is talking about how to maintain those pure motives. How do you, how do you, uh, root out some of those bad, um, motives? Because we live in a time when, um, people are going into ministry, people are, um, people are taking faith and using it, uh, for all the wrong reasons. And, um, because nowadays faith is popular, um, Jesus will, uh, kind of catapult you into gaining a following. Um, I see churches that are trying to just gain, gain, gain more people, and it, it's unhealthy. It's to the point where it's unhealthy. And um, and so how do you stay true to your faith uh, without letting all of those um, popularity, fame, a following, uh, all those things um, kind of contaminate you and, and uh, work, work against what God is trying to do uh, in your life. And so that's kind of the topic of conversation we're going to be having in this episode. Um, and to start out, there's this amazing book. I'm going to just um, kind of just give it a shout out right now. It's called The Reset by Jeremy Riddle. Amazing book. Uh, talking about how uh, you you can really just pursue uh, how do you how do you get worship um, back to the original intent and um, I just want to read you um, a page from this book kind of this this one page kind of sums up uh, the topic and the subject of what this book is kind of talking about uh, it's just so good um, and the reason this struggle has kind of been really at the forefront of my mind is because I am in ministry I am working in a church and how do you keep those motives pure um, when uh, when we live in a time like we do now. And so um, I just want to read this page for you real quick. It's just so good. It talks about so many amazing things that I think uh, it's worth reading. So uh, here it is. It says, I want to be very clear that I'm not anti-influence or popularity if it is the result of the Lord's favor. But regardless, I do know firsthand that popularity will sift you like nothing else. If idleness is the devil's workshop, then popularity is his playground. It's just the fastest, it's still the fastest way to kill the purity of something I know of. Just make it popular. So this begs the question, is it possible to be popular and pure? Can one survive it and still remain true to God? The answer is yes, but only if purity has a knife to popularity's throat, ready to annihilate it the moment a conflict arises. This kind of intensity is crucial, and I'm not just talking about the big conflicts and compromises, I'm talking about the slightest ones. You will never win your bigger battles if you aren't diligent with the smaller ones. Um, I'm going to read one more, set, one more part. But we have one who has gone before us and given us a clear path. Jesus was incredibly popular, but he was never led by his popularity. 
He only allowed himself to be led by his father. He was obedient to his father on the days when thousands gathered to him and obedient on the days when thousands left him. It's so easy for us, for us to start in purity, gain popularity, and subtly begin to serve our followers instead of the Lord. But if Jesus never allowed popularity to guide his choices or teachings, then neither can we. Man, such important advice for a time like the one that we live in right now. Um, and so how do we, the question I guess for today would be, how do we maintain that purity um, and not let those other, um, other forces, other temptations not creep in? And I think, I think uh, the important point that this po- today's podcast is going to be is we need to be people that are in the word daily and um and just a a passage of scripture first peter chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 therefore rid yourself of all malice and all deceit hypocrisy envy and slander of every kind like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Craving the, spir- the pure spiritual milk of the word. That is, that's how we will continue to uh, hunger after good things is when we're in the word. The word purifies our hearts. And so it's so important that we as believers are um, spending time alone with God. And um, many of you guys, I believe, many if you're a Christian, many of you guys have tried to spend time in the Word. You have tried to sit down and say, okay, God, speak to me. You feel like you read, and then you feel like nothing happens, um, or you feel like you don't benefit. And trust me, I've been there. I've I've been in the spot where I've just like bit, felt so confused about, okay, like, like am I doing this right? Um, how, how do you get into the Word? Um, and how how can you how can you read it to uh, uh, so that it changes you and um, and I think that is such a great uh, great question I think that's a question every believer has to come to terms with because if you are not in the Word you are going to fall fall away from following uh, God closely like there's just no two ways about it I mean in this world there are so many voices telling you different things and if you're not constantly reminding yourself of the word of God, you will fall for those. You will fall for those things. I mean, it's 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 impossible not to because of the world that we live in uh, nowadays. And so, um, my encouragement to you is get into the word. Find a time daily where you are you are reading scripture. Um, and if you're doing that and you feel like it's not uh, effectively doing anything in your life, then let, let's go over some, some thoughts about why it may not be taking root uh, in the way that you are, in the way that you're wanting it to. Um, I think uh, the question being, why don't I experience God in my quiet time? Um, my first question for you would be, how do you approach the Word of God? 
Um, are you, uh, do you, do you come before God and then just start, uh, like venting out your complaints, venting out your anger, venting out certain things? Um, a lot of that is fine. Um, I think actually that's a lot of that is biblical, but how does the Bible say you should approach God? I think is a really good question to start out each Bible study. Um, there are a couple passages of scripture that I like to reference before I just, start talking to God or before I uh, even start reading scripture. Um, And the first passage is from Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And it says, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth, nor be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Um, Just approaching God with the mindset of, okay, God, I'm not here to speak. I'm not here to uh, just talk, at at least at, at, at the start. And just be like, okay, God, I'm here to listen to what you have to say to me, I think is a phenomenal first step. And so... Um, Coming in with that mentality of, of um, I'm here to listen. And then the next passage of scripture is uh, from Isaiah chapter 66, verse 2. And this is the Lord speaking. And this is just the second half of the verse that says, These are the ones that I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Humble. Contrite in spirit. What does contrite mean? Contrite means I had to look this up. Contrite means affected by guilt. So, so when there's when there's something that you've done wrong, you feel guilty of it, and you're able to confess it quickly and um, and work through that. And then the third part is trembling at the word of God. Have you ever paused before opening scripture and just reverently just was like, "Wow, like these words aren't just words from people." But they're actually words that God has wanted to communicate. Like when you start to think that way before opening up scripture, I think you approach God differently and you approach your quiet time differently than you would if you just started to say, God, this is what I'm dealing with. Help me. <laughs> like, like before you start talking about what you're struggling with and things like that, uh, remind yourself of these things. And then start doing that. Um, There's nothing wrong with voicing complaints, voicing struggles, voicing anger to God. I just think that uh, your approach needs to be, all right, let's first listen. Let's first acknowledge what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Because you're approaching a person. You're approaching God, the Father, the Creator. And then start your, your study um, it's kind of like the idea of Elijah and the still small voice. Um, if you've ever read that passage of scripture, um, Elijah was just on this mountaintop experience where he had, um, overcome the prophets of Baal and, um, he was in a cave by himself. God was giving him rest. And then he had heard a whirlwind. He had heard a thunderstorm. And it says that God's voice, God God was not in the thunderstorm. God was not in the whirlwind. 
But then he, there was nothing but silence. And it says that God was in the silence with the still, small voice. And I think we can learn from that. I think we can take away from that, that in the chaos of our lives, God may not be in all of that. But if you are able to step aside, if you're able to be quiet, if you are able to be still before God, then maybe God will reveal himself with his still, small voice. Um, another passage of scripture for you, Second Peter verse, uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, your good... To, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these things in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have these is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins." So just remembering the idea that God has given us everything we need um, for a life of godliness. Um, you are not ill-equipped. Uh, you are not doing, you, you, you are not, you know, at a disadvantage from anybody else. God has empowered you, equipped you to have quiet time with him, to, uh, to grow in your knowledge, um, and to add all of these virtues to yourself. Um, and as long as you're increasing, as long as you're increasing every day in, in something, it says um, it will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So just make it a goal. You don't have to, you don't have to become a scholar. <laughs> you don't have to become like the smartest biblical uh, person. I don't know what you call it in the world. Uh, you just have to grow each and every day. Make it a goal to grow in something each day. Um, and that will, that will allow you to be effective um, in your faith. So um, all of these things, I am just trying to encourage you uh, to, to grow on your own. Um, I think it's really easy to become dependent on certain people, on a pastor, um, on, on a biblical uh, leader uh, in your circles, but I think it's so important that we are able to grow by ourselves and not be dependent on other people to teach us um, so that we can really uh, uh, stand on as strong and as godly of a faith as possible. Um, because if, if we aren't able to do that, um, it's going to be so easy for us to get swept up in, in, in the things of this world, to get swept up in a, a lot of the desires that, and, and things that other people uh, deem important. Um, so it's, man, it is, it's that important uh, that, we, uh, that we do this by ourselves. And um, I think the reason 
having a quiet time is so important to me is because it's the one place that I can really, uh, really just sit down and say, okay, I'm not going to be lied to. Um, this is the word of God. Uh, this is, this is, uh, the, this is the way that, that this is my playbook. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I think about Kirk Cousins, the quarterback of the NFL, uh, uh, on the Vikings. He talks about how, um, how the Bible is like, your, your spiritual playbook. And just like in a football game, if the quarterback doesn't know the playbook, he, ha- he doesn't have a chance uh, to, to play the game well. And, um, and in the same way, the scriptures are our spiritual playbook. If we don't know the scriptures, there's no way we're going to play the game well. Um, and so I encourage you, get into scripture. Learn what you can. Don't, don't feel... Um, don't feel inadequate. Don't feel uh, like you have to uh, read the entire book in a year, you know, that type of thing. Um, just just grow where you can and uh, God will make the rest happen. So thanks guys for listening. Um, yeah, peace out. Peace out.